Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. So I want to start off first by saying that I've been getting a lot more listeners and downloads lately, and it's been a while since I said this, but the intention of this podcast, like the intro, is to master the short-form podcast, but also I've been posting a podcast for 365 days, and I'm on day 290. So this is an experiment to see if you are solely consistent in one thing. Does it provide you the ability to be financially independent? And what is what is the results of it? So when I'm talking about this stuff, I'm finding topics every day. I'm really trying to better understand the podcasting approach. I'm trying to understand the content approach, and I'm trying to get better at it as well. So please keep that in mind. You know, this 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 whole experiment is something. And the date I'm going for is August 6th, but so far it's been great. So I'm gonna go ahead and get in the topic for this evening. But I just want to thank you guys for listening. Show support, please follow on Spotify. Um, always be checking if there's polls on Spotify if need be, and also go find me on uh, Instagram. Give me a follow on Instagram at the Master of None. This has been a phenomenal experience. I've enjoyed every aspect of it, and I'm really loving to see all the positive um, aspects of it. So please go listen, go follow, and enjoy the podcast. So. Whenever we think about the last four or five years, even more about going back to 2016 and thinking about all of the work talk of Russian collusion that we heard, it was like an interesting point in the media. It felt like there was a certain vindictive aspect going on. Um, And we kind of get into a lot of those things today as we break down what is going on with the um, John Durham, or better known as the Durham Report, that dropped a few days ago, I I read through about sixty to seventy pages of it, and I and I'm also read through and did the old college skim, and I looked through the conclusion to give you a better understanding of it, and I did a little analysis of my own, breaking down some cost potentially. What is this, um, and uh, what what does it all mean? So uh, let's get into it. So I think remember all of the talk that was breaking down what was going on with this Russian collusion. And I'm going to go ahead and play a little clip for you that kind of gives us a couple insights of whenever we were having the talk of Russian collusion. What evidence we have seen to date, uh, what evidence we have seen in terms of the Russian hacking and dumping operation, what evidence we have seen in terms of the Russian social media campaign, their paid media campaign, Uh, and, yes, the issue of collusion with the Trump campaign. There is significant evidence, much of it in the public domain, on the issue of collusion. I want to get to the point of, look, collusion is is sort of what hasn't been proven here between whatever the Russians did and the Trump campaign. In fact, the former acting director of the CIA, who was a, uh, Mike Morrell, who was uh, a supporter of Hillary Clinton, he essentially reminded people, took Director Clapper at his word on this show, who said there has been no evidence um, that has been found of collusion. Are we at the point of, at what point do you start to wonder if there is a fire to all the smoke? Well, first of all, I, I was surprised to see Director Clapper say that because I don't think you can make that claim categorically as he did 
Uh, I would characterize it this way at the outset of the investigation. There is circumstantial evidence of collusion. Uh, and but, I think but you admit uh, that, it's uh, a circum all you have right now is a circumstantial case. Uh, actually, no, Chuck. Uh, I, I can tell you that the case is more than that, uh, and I can't go into the particulars. Can't go into the particulars. I mean, when we look at this whole situation with Russian collusion, it's not like I'm sitting here trying to sit on the top of the mountain and be like, you know, A, Trump is right, everyone's wrong. That's not really what the point of this podcast is today. It's to look at what the Durham report is, what's said, and kind of look at it through those eyes. But whenever we look at everything that has to do with this, no matter who you are, no matter what political party you're a part of, there is definite evidence that indicates that there was no collusion of any kind, number one. Number two, there's evidence in this report that indicates the Clinton campaign had a lot to do with creating narratives that indicated there was Russian collusion. There's also, through kind of the means of FBI, there's information, data, analysis, indicates from a classified standpoint that they knew that there was no collusion. Which, and then the cost assessment that goes along with it. So whenever we talk about these different points, it's really important to understand that if we look at it as a whole, you know, the Steele dossier report was fake. Everyone knew it. It was a staged document that the media used in order to develop a certain narrative that indicated that, that in fact, um, Trump was tied to Putin. Not true. So when we keep getting through these processes of things that are not true, it's like, you know, why? Was it in order to create enough dissonance or distraction to create these, these thoughts of building what it is to have Russian collusion. We look at it, the point I'm really, like, I want to make a point here when we look at it. I did a keyword search of the document to determine kind of what are the different things they're talking about. We look at one, which is Clinton's. It's mentioned 399 times in this document. This document is 300 pages, okay? 399 times. Obama is mentioned 18 times. Trump is mentioned 660 times. Putin is mentioned 35 times. The FBI is mentioned 1,523 times. Collusion is mentioned 22 times. Russia is mentioned 700 times. And Biden is mentioned one. And Democrats is mentioned 21. So whenever we look at this document and we determine what it is, there's, there's, some, there's some frequencies of words that are coming out and I put that out because it's like obviously this document is a strong report card in my opinion of analyzing what happened with the Mueller investigation now when we compare and contrast to these two investigations the John the Durham investigation and the Mueller investigation it's an investigation of an investigation within a lot of ways to me it sounds like a self-leaking ice cream cone it's never-ending and you think about the funding and the taxpaying money. I really want to break this down for you. So this is according to a CNN poll. And it indicates that the Mueller investigation costs $32 million, says the Justice Department. Okay, $32 million to determine that there was no collusion. Then on top of that, we have the John, or I'm sorry, the Durham um, report, which probed the Russian investigation, which cost taxpayers 
$6.5 million. So in total, in, in total, we are in the hole $38.5 million only to determine that there's no collusion. But here's what we have determined. If we look at the report of the Durham, um, there's a lot of overarching concepts and themes that indicate it. And in, in, in my opinion, like there's not, it's not like a lot of hard evidence. Like if you read through this, in my opinion, it's like an analytic, slightly analytic report card with a, um, academic approach. It's citing sources, it's indicating information, but it's not really running down and getting that first hand account. So it's almost like they're using secondary research to determine things. It's, you know, they have talked, they have done investigations, and and probably nothing is really going to come out of it. But what, what is understood, though, whenever we look at it from these standpoints, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of problems um, within this investigation. I mean, from the beginning to the end, any type of concept you can think about. And it's like every type of conspiracy theory they try to throw at it, it turned out not to be true. In my opinion... When I look at this, in fact, if this is kind of indicating that the Clintons had something to do with it, it's like the Clintons and the Democratic Party, along with the media, the FBI and the IC community, threw so much resources at determining that President Trump had ties to Russia. And it's not true. But when I look at it, the really sickening feeling I get in my gut is to think that government entities who are responsible for our safety and who are supposed to be non-political were potentially using their platform for a political means in order to create a decisive messaging. And when we look at this report, it's not that brutal. It's kind of just, it's like they get an F, essentially, is what the feel I got whenever I looked over it. And the first thing is really the lack of due diligence. So whenever we look at what the FBI did in terms of the investigation, there wasn't in-depth interviews. Charles Dolan, who was a part of um, the information that potentially released the Steele dossier, looking at the sources who were claiming Russian collusion, there was never any in-depth um, dialogue or interviews with them. So they were using narratives on narratives to, to, drive, to drive the potential what if. That is the first red flag. I mean, if there's a crime, everybody knows you investigate the individual who indicates it. Next. We also have the, the analysis of going into the AFLA bank allegations, which indicated that you had a situation where the Trump organization was actually using this bank as a means in order to provide funding to the Russian government, Putin. And the report suggests that the claims were made and pleased individuals associated with the Clinton campaign, that this was kind of a, a, a plant potentially from the Clinton campaign. Next, you have bias and lack of um, objectivity. You know, the report does talk about the fact that there was a lack of rigor in terms of intelligence analysis, looking into the in-depth aspect of what it could be. It kind of chalked it up to potentially to confirmation bias, that there could have been a bias being held, and that maybe there was other situations going on that led to um, political stress, okay? And the next... The fourth one indicates the failure to uphold mission and principles. The investigation conducted by the FBI, the FBI and the DOJ failed in its ability to kind of determine the fabric 
of what was happening within the Russian collusion aspect. Now, once again, this report is 300 documents, and a lot of the pages of it and a lot of the information when you look over it is, is really analyzing what the FBI didn't do. And it's a lot. And they also look at kind of what happened with the um, with the crossfire hurricane investigation with the Australian diplomat that was indicating there was concepts, there are different ties between the Russian government. And you look through it all, and what it really determines is that there was a lack of due diligence on the FBI. Okay, and it's and there is some suggestions of what could happen in the future. Maybe there could be a political party put in place to help do overviews of political-minded investigations. But at the same time, it's like, you know, why is, are we going to have accountability for this? I mean, it's like so much of our time, effort, and energy was, was, was being told to the American people, Russian collusion, Russian collusion. Now the fact that there's, you know, three thirty-eight million dollars spent on an investigation that was a farce, red herring, had nothing to do with any credible sources and in fact has been proven to be wrong is really what we're left with and it's like to me it's like the losers here are the american people i mean talk about being in a dysfunctional situation that you're that the intelligence apparatus is kind of not doing their due diligence jobs being paid to kind of determine and keep keep the government safe that we have to do double investigations to determine it we look at this and be like wow then the russia then we have a situation where we have the media and the intelligence apparatus once again telling us that our president is a russian collusion is a russian plant has ties to putin even creating stories that putin or that trump went to a hotel and had a prostitute pee on him only determined that trump never even went to that hotel that's another lie i mean where does it go and it's like and it's not me trying to be a conspiracy theorist or have some type of strong type of political candor here but it's like the facts are here you know and 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 i hate to say this but i'm gonna have to we look at what's going on with the hunter Biden situation and how twitter and the fbi tried to mute that and and we had elon musk coming out determining it and the fact that the that the things inside the biden laptop hunter biden laptop are real it's like it it feels in a lot of ways if you're watching this you know in maybe 50 years time will tell but it feels like the media and a lot of different entities within the government are potentially manipulating the information that we're receiving and i i i strongly believe that you know that could potentially be the case you know we look at it like in this weird aspect the last three years if you said anything you were called a conspiracy theorist crazy you know if you said hey i think the COVID 19 came from wuhan lab people would be like no you're wrong that's that's not true well come to find out it is true you know and it's like and it's to take that into correlation to be like the real purpose of all this for me to talk about it is like in my opinion you have to look at the information you have to determine it and you have to make sure not to always believe the headlines going a little bit deeper in determining what is true and what is not i mean case in point i did look through this document you know i didn't just read headlines i tried to get a good understanding of it and provide some analysis on it and i think that 
you know, moving forward, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens from this. You know, it's like we look at a lot of different, a lot of different aspects, you know, and it's like, you know, I always believe in, you know, the American people and I always believe in the concepts of what the USA represents. But I don't believe in this media apparatus that that's that's funneling information and in, in, in feeding this type of stories and narratives that are going on. We look at this, the Durham report, in my opinion, it's kind of like a imprint of what we saw during the time of COVID as well. So that's kind of my conclusion on it. You know, I can do a part two if this thing, if, if you guys want, I'll put a poll out. And if you guys want a part two, I'll go even deeper on the report. Thank you. And we'll get back to you tomorrow.